Welcome to Welcome to the Gun Show. I'm joined by Tarek. Insert popular warning here. And Garrett. Hey, everybody. What are we warning them about? Uh, that if we have your details, we're going to do terrible things with them unless you send us nudes. Oh. If you're a man, not nudes of you. Please. <laughs> Please send unless all of that like, stuff. Unless you're like a hot man, you know, like. Just send it to T. <laughs> yeah, please send all of that stuff to T. Uh, <laughs> send it to the requester. Yeah, five past nine on Monday morning, I'm going to have photos of Charles Balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to message Charles afterward done here and tell him what you've requested. You'll have, you'll have some balls by five past nine tonight. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that sounds sort of... Uh, Apt. I think you might have some other balls too. Yeah, I mean, I, I have mine. Yeah, like the Strange king that. of the arrows has been listening to a lot of the episodes, so very on. You might see that too. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to send those out, be kind. Resize the images down so that uh, it doesn't take you half an hour to download them. Exactly. Because it's disappointing when it takes half an hour to download when you know you're just going to delete it immediately. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're moving on. We're going to have a quick one tonight. Uh, as you guys can hear, T is having a really good voice night. So Yeah, baby. We're going to try and get him to bed early. So, <laughs> fuck, we are at, at an end. Mm. A little bit of admin. We're going to try and keep it really short this week. Uh, again, thank you very much to Zero Mike, proud sponsor of the show. Uh, you guys know the drill. Get to the website, Audio Bullets. Uh, unfortunately, the level four has been moved out a little bit which means that the bullet you bought for shooting the match should now be going towards practice. And then you'll have to reorder some to get uh, your stuff made for when the match happens in October, I believe. I Next bit so, of yeah. Yeah, this in October. Uh, I don't have the date, but the submission date for firearms bull objections has been extended. I'll have that in the show notes once I find it. Um, Still, please don't wait. Please get the stuff in immediately if you haven't already. Um, if you're listening to this and you haven't yet, you would have missed the original one, so I can fix that. If you have, um, the police have been forced to, or the Secretariat has been forced to release the VITS report that they and Gunfree South Africa keep referencing. Um, let's just say that when you have the entire VITS report, not just the lines they like to reference, it's 180 degrees opposed to the point they've been making. One of the conclusions is simply that more gun control is not the answer. Better policing is the answer. So if you have made a submission, make another submission based on what's in the in the, the VITS report. There you go. Get, get on that, people. Um, again, thanks to the guys who have been supporting the Drill of the Month. Uh, the guys have been submitting their drills. Um, Excellent stuff. Again, thanks to the sponsors there, Zero Mic Bullets, Flatpak Alpha, and then Shooting Stuff for having that that awesome offer of going in their range. They'll provide you with a timer if you need one. They'll provide you with a target 15 minutes in and out, shoot the draw, get it submitted. Fantastic stuff. Um, T-Bag, you have uh, 97 more things to say? Nexus Pro. <laughs> Nexus Pro. Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro. I'm going to interrupt him there because he's going to wear his voice out. 
Thanks to okay, uh, so that's ninety-seven more to go, T. Ninety-seven's going. Ninety-seven. Connor's is going to be so happy. It's not the Ronda, by the way. Um, that's not the Ronda. <laughs> Um, I'm a bit slow at the moment. Sorry. Uh, I can prompt you. <laughs> yes, do that. Thank you very much to the guys at Rocksteady Gear for. Oh yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> staying in the show. <laughs> Daniel, you're awesome. Love you, babes. Goodbye. Awesome stuff. I think that's. Oh, uh, we did mention in last week's episode that Gaz has the uh, new Tumblr Sol available. Uh, please hit him up, uh, dvctech.co.za. Get your uh, wet tumbling solution. He also does uh, dog collar things now. Oh, and I saw those. You you could probably put them on your children. Might be a good idea to put them on your children as well. Um, we can supply them with bells for children. That's a very good idea. Uh, so we've got that. Um, you've got a supply of, of air coming again, don't you? Yeah, we've got some air in a tin on its way. And then there's a couple of other aerosol based products, but we'll let you know once they, they land. So go into awesome. Gaz's DVC, um, technologies. You've got a website, eh? Yeah, it's not truly up to date. The, the most up to date is my Facebook page. Go into Gaz's Facebook page and go buy some shit. That'll be linked in the uh, show notes for this on, on, Facebook and in the actual show notes and on uh, Instagram, though, I don't think you can click links from there. So that's kind of annoying. Otherwise, also on Gaz's OnlyFans. Yes. <sighs> More uses for Tumblr Soul. Moving along swiftly from, from that uh, sort of line of things. Because we're doing a, a, a little short episode tonight, um, there is something that I want to talk about with uh, the other two hosts. Uh, I went to the range on, when did I go? Oh, uh, the other day. Wednesday? Wednesday? Yeah, I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday evening, Wednesday. wasn't it? I think it may have been Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Tuesday. I would have been Tuesday. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So I went to the range on Tuesday. Uh, I had to shoot the June drill of the month because I haven't been to the range in that long. Um, I also had to do some testing for, for tea for next month's drill of the month. Exciting stuff coming. It's pretty awesome. Um, what I found, though, was after pretty much a month of not shooting pistol, I, I had some weird things happen. And I'm saying weird because... I find them to be odd. I don't find it odd that they happened because I haven't been working, but I find the exact sort of thing that I saw to be a little bit weird. Uh, so to explain that, uh, I went to the range with four different pistols uh, with the intent of shooting uh, next month's drill of the month to, to do some things uh, with four different pistols so we could get some baseline data. Um, started off shooting this uh, June's drill of the month with my carry gun, then moved into three other pistols and then went back to my to my carry gun to shoot Derek's new roll. Um, the odd thing that I found is when I left the range, I thought, gee, my, my draw is trash. Uh, there's no, it's it's super slow. There's there's some issues happening here. Then 
after Gaz asked me some questions about that, I realized that it wasn't so much the draw as it was I had really good sight on the target. And then I took what to me felt like in, on the timer showed uh, an extremely long time from having good sights to letting the round go off. And after having thought about that, that didn't just happen on the draw. So for the very first round, that also happened for subsequent rounds. So after the gun had returned, there was a, a distinct pause. And it happened across all the guns except for one of my competition pistols, which I shot last. Having shot it last, may have I may have worked through the issue in my head by then and, and it it's sort of self-resolved for, for that run. Or perhaps I'm just so much more used to shooting that that uh, it just worked the way that I remembered it working versus the other guns that I had a little bit more difficulty with. So I, I think, and this is just a theory, I, I think uh, there's sort of threefold things happening. I, I think a small part of it is what you just mentioned. Now, I think the last pistol you should have shot, shot seriously was one of your competition guns. Um, you haven't shot for a while. So that's kind of the the most recent thing in your in your memory bank, and it's the thing you shoot the most. So it's the thing you've got the most sort of myelin bolts around running. Um, so I think that's part of it. I also think your, your times, jokes aside, were not total dog shit. They weren't what we expect from you. They they, they weren't they weren't a, a, a dog show. So I think a big part of it as well, or, or at least a. a a reasonable part of it is there's that sort of perception of this is taking forever. Um, and that can be two tenths, uh, which is a long time in a split, you know, on that sort of drill, but it's, it's not a, it's not a massive amount of time. If you know what I mean? Um, I reckon a big part of it is or probably the majority of it is, because you haven't, you've been busy, unfortunately busy with, with other stuff and haven't got to shoot as much recently. The, the fact that you had multiple pistols probably with you probably exacerbates that a little bit. Um, because you didn't have, you, you, you didn't have any sort of timing grooved in. Um, there's, there's an, uh, you know, for a long time, you know, there's the old thing about the way the man with one gun and, um, you know, lots of discussions about, you know, shooting the same gun all the time. And there is, there is a, a degree of truth in that. Um, I think at your level of shooting though, I, I think you can swap, swap between guns. And I think you've been used to being able to do that, but this is probably the biggest break you've had in shooting since you started shooting seriously. Um, not since you mm. started shooting, but since you started shooting seriously. Yep. So in your mind, um, you're capable of a certain performance level, uh, but you're you you you're, you're a little bit rusty, basically. I think that's what it boils down to. And then you add different pistols, and and this this is what kind of got me thinking about that. Subtle differences in how the gun indexes now means that instead of the gun coming out and you 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 know, we kind of have the gun on and the sights are almost verifying what we know already. Um, you're now in a position where you're not sure because you're rusty as it is so even with a gun you know you're somewhat rusty and now with a gun that's got a slightly different it's got a slightly different index points in your hand it's got slightly different index points in your trigger your brain's pulling up the handbrake and going i don't know if we've got the shot um whereas if it was the gun you were used to all the time 
it's a little bit easier for your brain to go, okay, we, we, we got this fam. So I've, I've said more than once that I, I, I think there's a lot of benefit in cross training with different pistols. Um, but, and this is a tough one for a lot of people because it takes, it's a bit of an ego boost uh, or an ego bruise. You have to be at a level. If, if you are a, a good shooter, um, you, you know, sort of a, a below average to above average shooter, you're probably better off sticking to one gun or if you can't shoot that off and you're probably better off sticking to one gun. If you're a good shooter, I think there are benefits from shooting multiple guns because of what happened to you, because your brain has to get involved and you, you can't just get away with sort of sloppy point shooting sort of shit. Um, and I think what, what happened to you there, and it's, it's a, it's a good sort of, um, it's, it's a good sort of learning point. Uh, and I'm making all of this up as I go along, so I don't claim any of this is fucking science. Um, you haven't dry fired the gun. You haven't shot the gun. You, you haven't spent any gun time. So you don't you don't have that. And confidence is the wrong word because confidence always makes it, it, it seems like a, a conscious thing. Um, but you don't have that. You, you're not running the play. So you don't have that subconscious draw and fire the gun switch you're now having to add the steps of clear the concealing environment, get the hand on the gun, whatever. And as soon as you add that, there's going to be delays. So That's an interesting opinion. thing on that T mm. based on what you said is, and maybe why it's a, I find it interesting how hard I defaulted back to accuracy. Mm. Um, and the, the only reason I find that, I mean, I, I think that's a really good thing to have happen. I think if I'm going to fail, I'm going to have to fail back to something. I would prefer to fail back to high accuracy standard rather than speed, personally. Um, I mean, that makes sense for the kind of drills we do, but if this was a defensive encounter, I would rather fall back to accuracy than to spraying bullets. Um, which is different to my previous experience. I mean, like you said, when I, this is probably the longest break I've had since... So this is definitely the longest break I've had from from not handling guns since I started shooting seriously. There there was obviously a break last year during lockdown, which I think was a longer break between live fire, but there was a lot of sort of pistol manipulation stuff going on at home uh, to keep skills up to date, which hasn't been happening now. Uh, and I think before I started shooting seriously, my default point was speed. And I wasn't particularly fast, but my default was I have to send bullets and I have to send them now. And I don't really care where they go. As long as they go in that general direction, we're all good. So if you have a blank target and you're done, well, at least it was fast. Um, so this was a, this was an interesting sort of, I'm really glad my brain does that. Mm. Um, and it, it makes perfect sense that moving between pistols with different index points is at least part of the problem here. Like you said, with, with my competition guns, I've got a really, really, really good index built in. I can shoot those guns at weird angles and things. And sometimes I can well, out to quite a bit of distance. I can shoot them without having any sights. Um, I can do that with my carry gun to a lesser degree, but more than I can do with the other pistols that I took with. Um, and the order in which I shot this probably played a part too. Like, so I didn't really realize or, or notice it when I shot the very first cold roll with my uh, with my carry gun but then i moved to something else that i hadn't shot in a long time 
and it was there immediately and it sort of stuck with it until I went to competition gun, which is interesting. It's interesting data that I didn't have before. Because also remember that that move, so you, you started off with your carry gun, which ergonomically is very similar to your competition gun. So mm. 98% of what you've done in the competition gun is going to transfer there. You then went to a gun that was quite dramatically different. So now even if you had gone straight back to your carry gun, which you did, there's now still that, in, instead of building that that path by doing the carry gun three times in a row, you, your brain's kind of gone, okay, what are we doing? Oh, oh shit, no, but this is different. Oh, no, but this is different again. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it, I, I think, as I said to you earlier as well, I think one of the things that, that, that also probably affects that slightly is probably the first time you've shot at B8s for a while. Um, and the B8s require a pretty serious accuracy standard, and they suck you into wanting to try and shoot Xs and 10s and that sort of thing. Um, which is good, um, but I, I think that might have, you know, you may have found if you had have done a build drill, uh, you, you may not have had quite the same thing. You, you may have found yourself overrunning your headlights, it's, you know, so going, doing the opposite of what you did um, and going, well, I've got this great big target, let me just go fast. Uh, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of good lessons in there. I think if you're not going to be, the less time you're going to be able to spend with guns in your hand, the less you need to be chopping and changing guns, or the less you should be chopping and changing guns. Um, I think there's a definite point there. You know, also the thing to be reminded is, in the last year, you've probably put conservatively 20 times as many rounds through your 1911 as you have through your 229. Oh, no, way, way more than that. I haven't really shot that gun in, in, a, in a very long time. So there's that as well. You know, there's that, it, it's, it's a very different sort of thing um and yeah all those little differences that they, they add up so if as i say if, if you're going to be shooting a lot of different guns all the time I, I think there can be benefit from that but if you're going to have if you're going to have big breaks between live fire and especially through if there's no dry fire in the middle of that then trying to stick to as many similar guns as possible um is probably the right thing to do no that makes Perfect sense. Um, I did find the sort of difference between shooting my carry gun, uh, the lightweight commander, and the 229 directly after that. Um, going from shooting a lot of single action only to shooting a gun with what's got to be one of the longest pulls for double action that I've ever shot. And single um, action. So, so long. Yeah, so I have this this and I have a short reset trigger, but I, I think I also have the short trigger. So it's slightly better, but it's still, I mean, you're you're moving more than a Glock trigger moves. Yeah. Like single action. I mean, it it's it's a challenge. Um but everything also feels different. The whole gun is completely different. different. Everything feels different. And it's also and this might also be sort of, I mean, you, you mentioned this, Steve, but this might be also sort of part of the problem is the sort of sight over sort of hand placement, sort of the, the sight of height of bore or whatever it's called, on the 229 is very it's high. It's a skyscraper, dude. So I can't use my, my sort of hands as a nice index like I do. Even on the Glocks, I can use my hands as an index and be pretty, pretty close. 
on this thing, it's like, if I do that, I'm going to be shooting over it. Well, um, I mean, jokes aside, if you think about it, and, and I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sort of focusing on height over ball in relation to shooting or anything, but if you think about where your hands are with, with a 1911, and you think about where your hands are with a SIG, your hands have got to be a few mils lower with the SIG. Yep, exactly. Um, which is Correct. so. So now you've got this index in the spot. So you've got to now, you've got to bring the gun up, and now that it's not, it's not there. You've got to adjust that. So your brain's going, oh, sh- oh shit, what's happening here? Let's let's make sure everything's right. Um, yeah. It's pretty much with all of those changes, you're going to have to force confirmation, uh, force confirmation on everything that you do because of the, the significant differences. You know, so even with me, if I go to a gun shop and I'm looking at a SIG or I'm playing around with a Beretta or something like that, it feels unusual because I'm not used to having the sights that much higher than my hands, which means that if I were to shoot that gun, like when I've shot your 1911s in the past or T-Shadow with an optic on, it's vastly different and I have to consciously confirm what I'm doing before anything can happen. And I think that's part of what happened with you. Oh. Yep. I think so. Any of those guns can be shot to really high standard. Correct. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's not, 911s are easier to shoot well than most things. Um, but at SIG 229, it's the hardest of those to shoot to a high level, but it's a gun that can be shot to a very high level. Um, but it's quite an unforgiving sort of mistress. So it's a gun that can be shot to a high level by someone who's shooting that gun exclusively or by someone who's shooting a massive amount through various guns. Um, and I think that's where the challenge comes in is, is, is as you've had here where you've got that break and all of a sudden you've only got access to 80% of your skill set. Um, there's probably a lot of interesting lessons here from a defensive point of view, though, where, where there's a good chance you're not going to have access to, to your full skill set. I'm stone cold so I'm drinking water and tea and I can't talk. He really um, is drinking water Maybe that's the problem. We can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> I am drinking water. Sparsle spring water. And five roses, African tea in the blue box. It's very nice, nice, strong. Anyway, moving swiftly along. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think what we've, what we look at here is it, it was a, for you, I think there was a lot of benefits out of this that, weren't immediately obvious. Um, it, it gave you a much better idea of a, of a more worst case scenario um, performance level, uh, and and that's data you can you've now got to to do with what you will. Um, you've got the data, you've got an idea of what the worst case performance is, and you need to make some decisions as to if, is is it acceptable? If it's acceptable, awesome. If it's not acceptable to you. How do you best deal with that? Uh, so that's a tricky question. I, I don't think you intended for me to answer it, but I'm going to attempt no, to. I, it was supposed to be rhetorical. but <laughs> So you're from Heidelberg. That means uh, you, you, you need to explain things, right? Stop being so condescending. That means you talk down to people. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm not unhappy with the performance that I got based on the effort that I put in. Mm. And I don't think it was defensively a poor showing. Okay. 
that said, I'm not at all happy with how I did. Um, and that, that has sparked, I, there's been a lot more sort of gun handling and things happening since that happened because I'm, I'm not happy with, with where I am. Again, that, and for the, for the people listening, that's, I'm not unhappy with what I could do having not spent any time with guns. I am unhappy though, like T said, I'm used to being able to shoot to a certain level and I could only achieve sort of 70 or 80% of that. Um, so that is a good thing. And, and solution wise there, there's a, there's a couple of options. Obviously the, the sort of book answer is shoot more, dry fire more, but that can be a challenge with, with, you know, work pressure. And, and I think for, for a lot of the people listening to this at the moment, they're well aware of we're living through strange times again, um, or still, um, it's gotten stranger more recently. Um, so it may not be an option to go, well, fuck, I'm going to find an hour a day to, or 30 minutes a day to dry fire because that's may not just not be available. Um, and you know, people can, can go on about all oh, find the time. And sometimes the correct response to that is fuck off. Uh, because that might be time that you could be making money. Um, but what you can do is you might be able to find five minutes or what you can do is you might be able to find time to unload one of your competition guns, make sure it's super duper deadly unloaded. Um, and while you're sitting at your desk, um, finger fuck it. Uh, because I'm firmly of the opinion that, that a time with a gun in your hand improves you. Not as much as doing a proper dry fire session, but time with that gun in your hand will make you better with it than um, not touching it. Uh, so, you know, it, it might be worth literally that when you're sitting at your desk doing whatever, when you don't need two hands, if you're sitting through meetings where you can sort of mute yourself or whatever, um, it's not always a good idea to gunpoint customers on Zoom. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, find find that time. And, and if you're listening to this and, and you're working in an office or whatever, see if you can literally find five or ten minutes to take the gun out. Um, I, I think one of the biggest mistakes people have made is they've gone, well, you know, like Gaz dry fires for two hours a day and he shoots four times a week and, you know, he worships the sun god on a Thursday and um, and they go, well, I've got to do that or I've got to do nothing. Um, and and it's those two extremes that, that get stupid. It's not black and white. Um, it's not a case of go the whole hog or, you know, you just, you, you know, do nothing. Um, it might be a case literally of when you get up in the morning, do a couple of practice draws. Uh, when you're sitting at your desk, spend a little bit of time dealing with a gun, you know, sit there and insert an empty magazine or flick the safety on and off or dry fire in a safe direction or, 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 or anything. Be careful that you don't get complacent and you accidentally pull out the carry gun and, and thwack a TV or something. And if you do that, film it for us. But, uh, you know, so make sure any, you know, the gun's always pointing in a safe direction. Be aware of the four rules. But play with your gun. Um, not in a, you know, we I don't know about you, I was brought up by my grandfather who told me we never play with guns. Um, but he also told me not to get to tattoos. And yet here we are. Um, but play with your gun um, in a safe way. So have that gun in your hand and, and, and 
Vogel's famous for that. Um, you know, he 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 has guns all over the place and will walk around from room to room with a gun in his hand, kind of. So it's not just that time for sort of formal dry fire, which is, I think, almost as good as live fire. I still, sorry, Steve, sorry, Gaz, I still think live fire is better than dry fire. But um, it's not as good as formal live, dry fire time, but it's a hell of a lot better than nothing time. Uh, so I think there's a lot to be said for that if you can. So in your case, yeah, sorry. Great guess. I was just going to say that those informal manipulations are actually really, really good because you're also not, you're not sticking to a structure air quote. So you're not setting up something formal. You just, you're manipulating the gun randomly. Um, Obviously safely, like T's emphasized, but those random manipulations are important. Yeah. Sorry, T. Um, I think that uh, a large part of my sort of rapid skills improvement that we've seen over the last couple of years was literally that. Um, I shoot, usually in sort of normal years, I shoot a fair number of rounds, but I shoot them infrequently because of work commitments that I can't go to the range every day and I usually can't get to the range every week. Um, so that's just one of those things. And I think the dry fire, sort of structured dry fire is important, but I usually don't have the brain for that, right? I get bored very quickly, which is apparently a good thing in dry fire because you find ways of shortcutting things and it's really good, but I get bored and then I don't want to do it. So a lot of my time building the skill that I had was literally built with I have two minutes between these meetings. I'm just going to fuck around with an empty gun safely for before the whole world like jumps at us. But I am going to, you know what? I have an empty mag and I've got nothing to do for two minutes. I'm just going to reload this gun and see how quickly I can do it. And I'm going to reload off the table because I can't be bothered to get up. And then I have the meeting and then, well, you know what? I've got a dry fire target up on that wall. And I'm sitting in my seat, you know, I'm going to just do a couple of appendix draws to a side, to a target that's off to my side, and I'm going to see what I can do. That happened a lot. And usually still happened, the last month has sort of been an exception, but usually still happened a lot. And I think that helped keep at least some of the skill up while I wasn't shooting. But with a drop off, not doing that, it's uh, punishing. I think two, two things in relation to that. One and, I, and I'm not disagreeing with you, so I, I think there's a lot of benefit to that. On on the sort of structured dry fire stuff, it's also it's harder to get bored if if all your part times are outside of your skill level. Um, I find for me anyway, it's easy to be engaged if I'm fucking chasing shit. If you have to chase, um, yeah. So I think that's part of it. And and the other thing, and and this is not to contradict what I said earlier, but and it's I'm going to quote Jocko. Um, and that's the discipline is more important than motivation. Yep. Um, sometimes you just got to fucking do it. I'm fairly sure Gaz doesn't wake up every morning and go, whoopee fuck, I'm looking forward to going to dry fire. Or even sometimes he doesn't go, whoopee fuck, I'm looking forward to going to the range to shoot. This is work. Um, yep. But he does it. Uh, so th- there has to be a little bit of a degree of, of ass kicking of yourself and going, I'll, I'll, punch a five minute hole here or I'll do something even if it's just that fuck around but I'll do something as opposed to nothing 
and 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 maybe this was a little bit of an audit as well and a little bit of a gut check to go ah shit um this is what i could lose in a month uh, and it's going to take it's probably going to end up taking more than a month to get back to where you were a month ago now yep. um, which is cuck yeah that that time lost isn't uh it's not day for day to get it back mm. uh it's going to take it's like unlearning a bad habit with firearms it's going to take you significantly longer than it took to get the bad habit uh to get rid of it so that makes sense um yeah, I, I agree with uh, sort of Jocko's thing about uh, discipline being more important than motivation. Um, it doesn't mean that I always do it. I don't <laughs> I mean either. Evidence. I, but <laughs> I also have no interest in getting up at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> you know, what, what, what did you say? Yeah. Apparently, no, I discovered on, on a recent weekend hunting trip, that there is a four o'clock in the morning as well. <laughs> Are you sure? That sounds like bullshit. I'm going to get my tinfoil hat because I uh, think you're telling me stories now. Not just one in the afternoon like they should be. There's apparently a secret one in the morning. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't want to know about that. Stop, stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Evans, is there something that you want to... Uh, Add to this, is there something that you've been thinking about after I spoke to you about uh, the weirdness I observed? No, I think that it, it just boils down to that that rapid change of equipment. Um, you know, for you, it wasn't a case of you doing several repetitions on one and then swapping over. You were literally doing like one, 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 yep. um, which could have compounded it. And I think the important thing is that with failure, we get the opportunity to learn. And I think some people they let the failure affect them more than the opportunity that they get to learn. So if you are struggling with failure, seek solutions and then work through it. You can only get better if you do that. So I have a question for you guys. I, yep. I didn't, I knew that I wasn't shooting to my ability when I was shooting these roles. I, I, I knew it wasn't good, uh, but I didn't realize why it wasn't good until sort of a day later or whatever, when I had some time to sort of mull it over. And I was like, gee, my sights were there. I just wasn't shooting when the sights got there. Um, and then whatever the reason we've discussed the, the possible reasons why that was happening. Um, but I could only access that information one by sitting down and thinking about it, but two, because I pay attention to what the gun does when I shoot it. I don't necessarily take conscious note of what's happening, but I was able to sit down and go, I wonder what was happening and, and I could sort of replay some stuff that I saw when I was shooting the gun and go, oh, gee, that's what was happening. Um, I assume that it is the same for you, T, and for you, Gaz, where you can, after you've shot a gun, you can think about it later and remember specifics that weren't necessarily obvious when you were at the range, and that helps you improve. Um, how do people build that skill? Because I don't know how I got that. I mean, it, it, it comes from, from shot calling, comes from observing the sights, but I don't know how I got attention to what you do. And, and you do, unfortunately, you get that. You, you only really get that through repetition. Um, I don't think there is a, a quick and easy there. Um, I think it's, you may pick it up really quickly, but it, it's going to come from, from paying attention to, to what you're doing. 
uh, and not just making noise, but paying attention to 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 the the business of shooting, which is also a challenge because if if you're doing this a lot and you're running at sort of a subconscious skill level, it's easy for your brain to to not not notice those things. Um, so, which might also be why you noticed it when you could sit down and think about it, because yeah. you haven't been doing as much. It's kind of a weird roundabout thing. Definitely was weird. Let so me tell. I, th- <laughs> I think that there's there's lots of for me. Uh, there's a lot of solutions that I find when I leave the range. So afterwards, I'll think about it and then I'll come up with some sort of solution or maybe an idea to towards a solution. But I think the the start of the whole thing, like what you've experienced, I think the the start of it and the way the skill develops is a desire to improve. Um, if you've got that desire to improve, when you leave the range, you're going to sit and you're going to think about it. Maybe while you're driving back, you're sort of thinking about it. And then it sort of comes to you as some sort of form of a solution, whether that's just one step in the right direction to the solution or whether you found the solution after you've gone through an entire process. But the beginning of it all and the way that skill, I think, begins to develop is that desire to improve. I think that makes sense. Awesome. Well, that's the end of the, uh, the the sort of thing that I wanted to discuss. <laughs> we made a whole show out of that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, people. Um, but apparently when I fuck up on the range, you guys get to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, T-Bag's dying. He has just I remember to mute. I don't know. He, he looked, yeah. He looked like he needed more tea there for a moment. <laughs> well, I hope you guys will find that that useful. I hope that there was something in there that uh, sort of sparks an interest in you and makes you want to go and experience some of these things for yourself to learn from them. Um, unfortunately, some of these things are, are a little bit of a gut punch compared to what you're, you're used to um, when they happen. But... Um, as with when I was having issues with my eyesight a couple of months ago, six months ago, I don't know, in the last year, um, there was a lot of important stuff to learn from that. And we're glad we could share that with you guys, but you need to also take your specific circumstances into sort of account. If you shoot a lot of open gun and you never shoot your carry gun, this experience that I had is going to be worse for you. Um, if you never shoot, this experience is going to be a lot worse for you. Um, so get out in the range, use the drill of the months. They're, they're designed to test sort of realistic carry gun skill. Go and get a baseline measurement. Please post it. Um, you don't have to post it, but please post it. It's, it's valuable information. Uh, but go and run an evaluation and see where you are. Um, and then obviously getting regular re-measurements of stuff it doesn't have to be the same drill but if you can get regular measurements of things that test similar sort of skills that's going to help you improve and notice when you're not improving but you're going backwards like me that's that's why we've we've said we want everyone to do the the drill of the month stuff cold um so that you can see what that on-demand skill set is uh, because yeah you may find you know I've, I've seen guys they shoot the open gun or whatever all the time get a couple of rounds in and they, they can run their carry gun well. Um, but sometimes it takes a little bit of a groove in 
Uh, and that's often not from a draw or anything like that. So that's, that's why we kind of have gone with the, the drills we have for the drill of the, the month and also why we want you to do them, them cold. And that's why they're not 25 meter groups, which is a useful skill, but it's not, it's not what we're looking at here. Um, talking about the drill of the month, um, the July one, uh, it is still a bit of a work in progress, but I would really appreciate it if as many of you as possible could do the drill um, and then give us some feedback on on your times and that. Uh, we, we've set sort of a, a standard at the moment that I think none of the levels are going to be easy, um, but the entry levels should be doable. Um, the beast mode stuff, Gaz hasn't even done yet. So uh, those are those are a stretch goal. Um, Easily. So hopefully, hopefully by the end of July, some of us can at least do some of those in the beast mode times. Um, the beast mode times are uh, sporting. Hmm. Um, I was literally going to say sporting too. That's what went through my head. <laughs> You're going to have to work if you want those. Um, you, there's, I mean, they're 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 awesome. And I'm really glad that there is a goal that is stretchy for people to try and hit. Um, but if you really, truly want to hit those, you're going to have to put in some work. You're not going to go to the range, yank out your carry gun, shoot a beast mode, score, back up and leave. Um, you should go shoot it cold, but you're not going to be able to go to the range, shoot the thing and leave. You're going to have to be, going to have to be subtracted work that happens to build up to that, shall we say. Um, to, give, to give you a little bit of insight into how we worked out the times, we got a couple of guys to run the drills. Um, and then I obviously looked at some some sort of similar time standards on on similar drills, bearing in mind, though, that, that we're using a B8 and not a full um, eight-inch circle, which makes a dramatic difference. And it's only, it's only the nine and then on the B8 because that's all that really counts. Um the higher grade times, I took the best scores of, of any of the guys who ran it and sort of rounded them down. So if they ran something in a 203, we made it a two. Um, the beast mode times, I just knocked a whole lot of time off. So I haven't seen anyone actually do the beast. I think I've done a beast mode run on like something arbitrary. Hang on a second. <coughs> Sorry, I didn't have time to mute there. All good. This is what you call dedication to, the, to your craft. Um, and so the beast mode times, I, I've not seen anyone do them yet. Uh, so if you go out, if you can do the beast modes uh, off the bat, awesome, well done. Uh, Michael, just make sure that your distances are correct. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it, it's meant to push you. Uh, it's not meant to be, none of it's meant to be easy. Um, it's all doable though. Um, you know, and, and I used a sort of the, 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 the high school scoring system we had when I was in school, the flower grade, higher grade, standard grade, uh, not in that order though, but uh, just as a, as something to call it. So the, 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 the lower or the higher part times um, are doable. If you put in a little bit of effort, they're doable. Um, and if you break down, if you don't make the times, break it down and, and look at, I've got X period of time to do this drill. So 
I've got two seconds to fire three shots, which means I've got a second to fire my first shot. I've got half a second to fire my second shot and half a second to fire the shot after that. It just as a, as a rough idea. Um, and in fact, you know, it's two body, one head. So it might be a second to draw 0.4 of a second to fire the second shot and 0.6 of a second to fire the third shot. Uh, if you're doing that 0.4 and that 0.6 split and it's taking you two seconds to get the first shot off, well, then maybe what you need to do, and, and this is how you want to take drills like this. It's not just about passing the drill. The drill is just a, it's a test. It's going, okay, shit, well, I'm, I, my, my draw is too slow. So instead of just banging, 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 let me break down dry fire, live fire, whatever, to get my draw in line. Or maybe you've got that one second draw and your, your split's a second. Um, well, then your recoil control is an issue or your transition to the head's too big. So break it down. Look at the timer. Don't just look at the overall time and go, oh, it's supposed to be three seconds and I did it in four um, because that doesn't help anyone. Go, okay, it was supposed to be three seconds. I did it in four. Where, wh what was my time to my first shot? What was my time to my second shot? What was my time to my third shot? Um, and, and use that as a learning opportunity to improve your skill set. Makes sense. Um, based on what he said there, um, loosely based on what he said there, uh, remember to use the entire uh, target area that you have. You have the nine ring, so you, you can shoot nine ring. Um, it shouldn't be our goal, but what I found shooting some, some things, not this month, but last month when I was playing around with some B8 stuff, is if I could see scoring rings on the B8, I wanted to shoot tens or X's and that slows me down considerably where if I take a B8 stuck onto something and I just go, I'm just going to shoot the center of that target. Uh, I, I'll have everything in the nine ring pretty much always. Um, the nine ring isn't always the, the target area. Sometimes it's a lot tighter than that. Sometimes we're looking for tens, but you know, if, if you, you use the, the available area, you could probably make up some time compared to what a lot of people are doing at the moment. And what you might find helps you with that is depending on how you feel about the company's printer ink is uh, if you print out your B8s, instead of doing the, the, the low ink ones where everything's in white with the black rings, if you print the more traditional style ones where the, the nine ring and in are the black, um, it becomes more challenging to take the department. It's just easier to deal with that as your target area. Um, so maybe try some of those as well if you if you're struggling a little bit. Makes sense. Awesome. For sure, Mr. Evans. So, as always, we'd like to thank all of our listeners and supporters. We do appreciate it. And if you've got any show ideas or sort of topics, some sort of idea on discussion that you'd like to submit, please send it through. Uh, we can always review those sort of things and. And generally put a show together, you know, we get some fairly good ideas from the listeners. Um, and then the, the club rules have changed recently. Um, please get your submissions in. Luckily, we've got that extension now with a little bit more information to work with regarding that VIT study. Um, the club rules now, you need to do the submission and you need to give us a five-star rating for honorary membership. But other than that, thank you to everybody for being involved with Welcome to the Gun Show. Later, losers. <laughs>